Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. You guys, my kid is going to school in the fall and it's only at this point, probably only a week away by the time this is released, but while I'm recording it, it's several weeks away, but oh my gosh, the feels that I have about this, it's excitement, elation, relief, worry, maybe a little bit, concern, confusion, just there's so many things that are about to change and it's always fun when you're going, well, fun, challenging, interesting, all of the things when you're going into firsts, like the first time that you're going to do something or the first time that my kid's going to do something, the first time that I have to navigate all of these changes. So what's going on for us? How are we handling the transition? So first I'll talk about like, what is the transition? And it's that I have spent the last five years particularly in the last like year and a half, very intensely being at home, momming my child. And it's been wonderful and it's been stressful and it's been tearful and hard and sometimes remarkably easy and delightful and so many things. And I've had all of that time with this little human and watching her grow into a person who has very strong feelings, very strong desires, very clear sense of self and what she wants and how things are going to go and nurturing her. And it's been an education (laughs) in human nature, in my own nature, learning who I am and how I respond to, you know, what comes up. It's been entertaining, like the, the stuff that you just can't predict, the things that come out of her mouth that are just so unexpected and funny and the observations she makes about the world and either trying to go with it or being um, delighted by that or being horrified by it and trying to go, no, 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 that's not what you should take from the situation. (laughs) And all of those things are about to shift dramatically as she moves into a phase of her life where other people will be giving her that input. It won't just be me and her dad and her nanny anymore. And It's going to be peers and this expanded array of friends that we haven't necessarily met yet and new parents and new teachers and this whole new structure of her life. And it's really exciting for me to think about her going and having this whole experience that gets to just be hers where she gets to tell me about it or not. And I'm so happy for her that she finally gets to have that autonomy, particularly because it's been such a long haul this last year or so of not having anyone but me. So that's where the feelings of relief, like, oh my God, please, yes, have your own space, have your own thing. Let me have my own thing, please, for more than just one day a week. Can you imagine? There will be five days a week where I have time. And we're not talking like 20 minutes of time, like five hours a day. That blows my mind. And it seems like such a small amount of time, but to me, it's huge. I'm like, what could I do with all of that time? Holy gods, it'll be miraculous. 
And I probably will also, if I'm being completely honest, spend the first week just like lying in bed watching TV and eating ice cream because it's just so nice to be able to do that and to not be interrupted to read a book, to take a bath. I could take a bath. Oh my God. Yeah. So all of those exciting things that are very simple are coming. They're on the delivery truck and they're about to be delivered to my household. And it, it's, um, it's spectacular and it's interesting. I have my feelings about communication with the school and my confusion about what the hell's going on. So it seems like, as with many things in life, if I don't go out and hunt for the information down and ask for it, then no one just forthcomingly gives it to me. It's not even easy to find, which is boggling to me. Like I would have thought that there would be a lot more communication about what goes on with school when you have someone going in for the first time. And, you know, it's a kindergartner and last year it would have been preschool, but I, you know, I chose not to. Why send your kid to learn how to socialize with kids if she can't go socialize with kids was my thought. So I'm glad she stayed home. She learned a lot. We grew. There was much growing, loving and sleeping on my floor, but now we're past that. And that's wonderful. And the school doesn't like send you emails or tell you what to do. So I've had to hunt down like, Hey, when do schools start? What are the hours? What's going on? Like, what do you need? (laughs) And slowly like call the different people to be able to deliver all of the information that needs to get to the school, to the school. And it makes me think, so this, this is the emotional stuff is, should I be concerned that if this is the level of communication that we have at the beginning, like that's probably the level of communication we have the whole way through, I'm going to just assume that I'm always going to have to work for it at this point. If I've had to work this hard just to figure out like when school starts and is she in fact accepted as I think she has been? Cause we got one email saying, woohoo, you're in. And then that was it like silence for months. So I'm like, uh, are we going to find out when she gets a teacher, when school starts, like what the hours are? Like if I hadn't hunted that down this week, I would not know. That makes it really hard to plan a life. So then I have feelings about just society and how society is failing us because why can't this information be easily available and hours also be made that make it easier for people to live lives that, you know, everyone could be on the same page and maybe make it easier for people to have jobs and stuff. And I actually don't have enough energy to even go down that train and get sad and depressed about it anymore because I've been sad and depressed about that for the last few years. And it's so interesting that anything that you bemoan for that long, like you just, you run out of steam on it after a while. And now I'm like, yeah, I just don't care anymore because I can't care anymore about that. I do technically care, but the emotions can't fire up in the same way. I've become numb in that sense to the, uh, the sadness of how difficult it is to raise a human and also be treated as a important member of society that also deserves to function and have needs, wants a life, a job, whatever. It it just seems like it's gotten so hard. And I, I do have thoughts and feelings about that, about how we're really lacking in community and the kind of community support that I assume humans needed in order to evolve to this level, but like something happened and we evolved so much and we just 
separated each other and became more invested in individuality maybe than in the survival of the whole. And I think it actually hurts the individuals at this point. I think we've gone so far overboard that now it's hard to excel at anything because you're doing it, pretending like you're doing it by yourself. And it's like everything else isn't really there to support you. You have to do all of the legwork to make it okay. Whereas I, and I assume maybe I'm really looking at things with rose glasses that at some point in human evolution, like a group of people was working together to help everybody succeed. And maybe that's hugely optimistic and maybe that's overly simplifying things, but I would personally love to see more of that right now is just see people come together and try to help each other succeed a little bit more. Oh, okay. So that one's, that one's out. <laughs> Let's talk about the fun things, the fun things that we'll finally get to do. So I'm totally stoked about this child of mine. That's been this focus of my attention, so much of my attention for years of my life to be able to watch her grow with the input of others and witness what she takes from some of these interactions and let her test her legs out with how who she's become, because I'm really proud of her. I feel like she's such a thoughtful and, you know, powerful little human. And I want to see where she takes it and where her empathy takes her and how she navigates all these new social relationships that she's going to have. And I'm also, as I'm witnessing that and anticipating it, I'm thinking the same thing for myself, like, plays, what will it be like to re-enter society oh, as an adult and talk to adult humans and see <laughs> what they're thinking and feeling and how I could, you know, interact and become a part of that community again. And how will I take all of this new information and how will I become a part of that? So I frequently think of parenthood as this, this experiment of witnessing this being and you have no idea what the hell they're going to do or who they are, or what they're going to become. And you just try to do your best to help them, you know, be a good person, whatever you believe that is, right? Like we're all trying to help our little humans become good little humans, but also how much it sh just shows it reflects back to you what you are and what you're giving them. Like they really they're absorbing everything. So whatever they're spitting out is probably a reflection of the people in their lives. And right now that's been intensely me and my husband and my mother-in-law. And I'm going to say like, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy with how things have been this last years. And I feel like we've done a decent job. I mean, not perfect, of course, but I'm not unhappy. And I hope that it continues to go that way. And that that we get to enjoy each other in a new and different way. And I'm trying to figure out how the hell does someone structure their time if they don't take a moment to plan it. I'm recognizing that if I don't in advance decide what I'm going to do with my time, stuff will just fall into that hole and fill it. And I've seen this happen in my life before too. Like if you have a big task or a big thing, like when I had my tattoo studio and then I just didn't anymore, there's that big splash. It's like a tidal wave, right? Like something huge comes in and then it pulls away and there's nothingness for a while, but then all of the stuff like roars back in and fills it up. And if you're not conscious about what you want to have fill up that space, it just gets filled up with stuff and 
you know, habits and new routines that you didn't really decide that you were going to do, but that just become the way that you're doing things. So I feel like I'm facing this huge opportunity to decide how do I want my days to be and trying to be realistic about like, it's five hours. It's not like 500 hours that I get to fill every day. (laughs) So, you know, but five hours is a lot of time and what do I want to do with it and how much should go towards this is, this is interesting. How much should I put towards just taking care of myself? And then there's the thought, like, is that even allowed? Or is that being selfish to just take care of myself? Like every day, come on, like maybe you could do that for a week, but then you probably should just get to work. How much should be work? How much should be health? How much should be still focusing on helping my daughter succeed? And then I also have the, um, the voices in my head. There's one that jumps in right there. That's like, seriously, you're going to worry about your daughter's like success in life. And she's entering kindergarten. Like, who are you? (laughs) What do you want her to be? (laughs) She's going to be fine no matter what. Like you don't really have to dive in and do a whole lot to have her be successful in life. Like she's already a success and you're just there for her. It's not your stuff, Blaze. It's like, it's her stuff. So trying to check myself and be like, okay, how much am I projecting my own stuff into everybody else in my life? what do I actually have responsibility for? What do I need to get done? And how would I like to spend that time? And it's, um, right now it feels really good. It feels really, really good to have that opening up. And there are certainly times where it feels a little bit, um, bittersweet where I anticipate that there will be moments where I really miss this, where I miss that I get to hang out with my kid every day that she wants me so much. And, that's one of the things that I've struggled with is that I have a child who wants me so much and I love it. And it fills my ego and makes me feel really good. And it also is so overwhelmingly tiring and draining just in the same way that when you have a relationship with an adult and it's romantic and that person wants you to be there, everything, there's a certain point where you're like, I can't be everything for you. Like, I, I just can't, I can't be your happiness and your safety and all of these things. But then you feel like with a kid that you kind of have to be because they're still figuring out how to do all of that for themselves. So there's been the, the appreciation and the joy and the love of having that connection. And there's been the overwhelming, depressed, like, oh my God, I need a break, frustration, overwhelm. I definitely... I think actually my husband sees it the most where he'll come home and see me just like, okay, I can't even do it anymore. It's been 10 hours on and I need to just go watch a show. I don't even want to watch a show, but I'm going to go upstairs and lock myself in a room to have 10 minutes to not be interrupted or play with Barbies or whatever it is. And there's like the, the guilt, the guilt of why don't I want to play Barbies all day? it's ridiculous things. Like as I hear the words come out of my mouth, I recognize how crazy it is, (laughs) but the feelings are still there. So I think there will be a lot of, um, integration of experience and I'm working on integrating it now as it's happening. And I actually really look forward to what, what those days ahead bring. And I know it, you know, if you tune into the podcast sometime in November, I'm sure you'll hear all about the new emotional experience of how life actually is once this has actually happened. So I also recognize that it's so easy to get um, in my head about what what it's going to be like and build the dream and then 
reality is almost always something completely different to how we plan it. The only thing that I can say is that while the playing out details will never match up whatever I have planned in my head, I'm getting a lot better at planning the emotional state that I want to be in and actually hitting that. So I'm just going to set the intention with all of you. Like if you want to amplify it with me, that would be amazing. And I'll do it for you as well. All you folks that have children that are sending them off to school that are hitting this phase in your life and are ready for some time for yourselves. Oh my God. That we're able to handle it gracefully, that it feels really calm and peaceful and good like it has that certainty that all is well, that we have trust that, you know, we've done a good job and our kids are fine and they're going to do great and that their lives are allowed to be theirs and not just a projection of what I want to have happen. And that, you know, some really nice, fun surprises happen for us, for me, right? That I get to have some really great adult connections that business can finally take off, that I can have the energy for all of the projects that I've really chosen to set aside for this period of time in my life that I've either, you know, I've had feelings about it. I've been resentful. I've been thankful. I've been ambivalent. I've been sad. I've been amused to be able to take all of that, integrate it and go, okay, now the time has come where I can actually engage more fully, like more of the pistons are firing in this section of my life and watch it take off. So I hope that for all of you as well. My friends, I hope all of your transitions in life are peaceful, that they are certain that you go into it knowing that you've got this and no matter what happens, you're going to handle it. And that all of the people in your life are also, they're there, they're handling it. They've got this too. And it's safe to just experience what we're experiencing. Take the time that we need, not feel guilty. I'm saying this for myself. I'm raising my hand right here going, it's okay, please. If you want to take a week and just like have a bath, read a book, watch a show, and then get back into the the work of life, that's okay. <laughs> but also not to just give up on all of my, uh, my dreams either. So part of my dream is have a vacation. The other part is like, okay, then I just have all of these juicy, fun experiments and fun things that I really want to put into play in my life and in my work. Let's hope that all of it goes really, really amazing for all of us. Have a marvelous week and I will see you next time, my friends. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love and I'll see you next time.